Welcome, dear listeners, to the eerie frequencies of Shudder Radio. I'm your spectral host, guiding you through the darkest corridors of audio horror. Brace yourselves for a spine-chilling journey as we delve into tales that will send shivers down your spine. Tune in, if you dare, as we unravel the mysteries that lurk in the shadows. This is Shudder Radio, where every sound is a whisper from the other side. Five minutes. That was how much longer I had to wait before that hour dawned before me. Five more minutes. Any typical man could use that time for something wiser. They could wash their dishes, read a chapter or two from their favorite book, or listen to the declining economy within their country on their favorite news network. That is what one could do in that short amount of time, but I am not one that could be considered typical. I prefer sharpening my knife in those five minutes. Either that or I find myself cleaning any tool I have used the night before, as they always get dirty after the job is done. Perhaps I might also search throughout the garage for the next tool I wish to use. The tools are all so similar if analyzed, yet they always offered a different result. Some knives offer shallow wounds, while others result in deep ones. There are also some that are sturdy enough to crack a skull in a single bash, and some that require multiple hits. Either way, the tools always got the job done, and that is all that matters. When did this behavior start? Around May, if I can recall precisely, yes, that was when. It was in that faithful month that my family was murdered by that man. It was intentional, of course, and there were neither reasons nor causes as to why he did it. It was just something he thought about doing and did so. He didn't steal anything, nor did he derive pleasure from it. He simply did it and knew the consequences that would come along with it. His name was Norman Adams. He graduated from high school with no difficulty, attended a common business university, found a steady job, and met an average-looking woman that he planned to someday make his wife. Norman also had a schedule he always stuck to. He woke up at 6.30. Afterwards, he prepares himself eats his breakfast, which consists of an omelette and a cup of orange juice, prepares his lunch and arrives at work at exactly 7.30. He finishes at 4 p.m., goes back home, washes his dishes, works out, takes a hot shower, and then goes to bed. Overall, a typical man with a typical schedule is living what seems to be a typical life. Yet, it was all due to this normality that fascinated the media. They asked him questions as though he were the goddamn president, even though Norman never gave them a single answer. Oh, and the audacity of this man. In his last few days, he was playing the role of a man who regretted his actions and who wished to apologize to me. I could never accept it. What is that apology's value? Nothing. It can't bring back the dead, nor can it help me financially. Just simple words that even parrots can mimic. As such, I always turned my back when he attempted to do so. 
even on the day of his execution. I could only look at him when the electric chair was turned on. It wasn't a pleasant way to go, to say the least. Especially when the electric chair is well known for the inhumane accidents that may occur in some instances. Well, who cares if it's humane or not when the result is the same, right? Norman Adams was later buried in some shithole of a place with a grave I made sure would never ever be constructed. That is what monsters like him deserve. Even in death, peace should never be granted to them. Then why? You may be asking, why am I the one who is preparing to kill? Well, my dear subconscious, Norman Adams will be arriving in exactly three minutes. How so? Isn't he dead? Believe me when I say that I too would be astonished by the current predicament I find myself in. But yes, Norman Adams is dead. It's been a year since his death. His body should have rotted into a disgusting mush by now, or God knows, perhaps been eaten by maggots. As if I were to care what happened to him. All I know is that he comes to me every evening at exactly 8 p.m., and it has become the highlight of my everyday. Logically, I was at first astonished by his presence at the front steps of my house because it's not every day you see a dead man, let alone one that is walking. That first time, Norman announced himself with a knock on the door, something that has now become a habit of his. Upon noticing me peering through the peephole, he started wailing on and on about wanting to apologize. I was scared, of course. Thus, I went to call the damn coppers. They didn't believe it. How could they? It was only the pleas of a man that was adjusting to the life of a widow. Surely, he was only being hysterical. And if I am, so be it. A man's duty is no one else's. No one wishes to do something that doesn't concern them after all. Still, I was scared for my life that day. As such, I grabbed a knife and hid in my living room so that Norman's pleas wouldn't reach me anymore. Yet those damn cries that would make any man less than what they are only became louder. I could only cover my ears, but those wails, damn them, they became a part of me. I don't know how, but upon opening my eyes, Norman was already in my living room, just standing there. I slid out, and before I could say anything, Norman said the following. Please, sir, I beg of you, please accept my apologies. It hurts. The pain I have felt your wife's and children's pain, and it hurts. Please forgive me. A man who starts regretting only upon facing the consequences is never one who intends to truly apologize. They are only sorry that they were caught and that they were going to be punished for it. It angers me just thinking about it. It also enraged me upon hearing it at that moment. What a joke. Sorry? I plunged my knife into him without giving it a second thought. I didn't look at his face when I did it. All I knew in that instance was that he deserved it. I stabbed him to the point of there being no more holes to be made, but that didn't stop me.
as the holes were still too shallow for it to be satisfactory. It was an hour in which the excitement was comparable to the one felt in my school years when I had to dissect a frog for biology. Each stab and turn revealed a new part of him, something that was exciting the first few times when I did it, which only got boring when the same old process was done over and over again. Day and night, I would find myself wondering about the results I could achieve with literally anything that I held in my hand. I've also started this habit of buying things that don't provide me with any other use than those that may satiate my curiosity. As of right now, there have been over 200 items purchased just for this one goal. I can't even call it a goal or a chore, it's more or less become a hobby of mine as nothing else provides me with the same amount of enjoyment. There's just something so satisfying in the way that he screams. The pain, the agony, oh, and the cries. These are the only honest things that come out of this putrid man's mouth, and I will never accept a liar's plea.